In today's episode, I will be speaking to you about seven hacks, mindset hacks that rich people use in order to become more wealthy. Let's find out what they are. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Girl Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we're talking about the seven mindset hacks that rich people use on a daily basis in order to become more and more abundant, more and more wealthy. And this should be something that you take in very, very seriously. They may seem simple, they may seem Oh, well, doesn't everybody think like that? No, they don't. And yes, these rules have been given time and time again, both in Think and Grow Rich and every person's development book thereafter. But because they are told so, you know, so by so frequently, people actually don't really take them seriously. They will almost become cliche. So I really want to bring things back to the basics. I'm a girl who really believes keep things simple and going back to the basics is the best way to keep things simple because honestly, those things work. These rules work. These mind hacks work. So without further ado, let's get, get into it. So the very first mindset hack is something that you need to be doing every single day if you want wealth, which is getting into the energy of wealth. And how do you do that? By telling yourself again and again that you are wealthy, you are rich, and that, uh, and therefore there is, there is, there is, there's no shortage of money because you are rich, right? So if you tell yourself that abundance is all around you, and if you look to nature, if you look at the ocean, if you look at the forest, if you look at anywhere where nature has been left its own demise, it just takes over and things grow, vegetation grows, it just grows and grows. There's so much in nature, it's so abundant, It's there is no lack in nature, right? So if you take that as an example, or the mountains, or the sea, there's abundance all around you, right? There's so much. So money is all around you, that there's no short, shortage of money. This idea that in order for you to have more money, somebody else needs to have less is a scarcity mindset, is a mindset of competition. I want a bigger slice of the cake. And therefore, because I want a bigger slice, somebody else has to have less. You're assuming there's only one cake. You're assuming there's a size of a cake. You know, that that's the kind of thinking you need to get out of. You really need to start thinking that there's absolutely no shortage of money at all whatsoever. Anything that you want can be provided to you without taking away from anyone else. And in order for you to fully grasp that, you know, you, you really have to look and meditate on this point that there's no shortage of anything in nature, be it money, be it oxygen, be it uh, be any kind of any anything at all land if there's a house that you want if there's a, is a, is a particular particular thing that you want a particular house in a particular land or a particular uh, I don't know car or whatever it is that you want the name if you have a desire for it in your heart you only perceive the desire you only become aware of that desire 
once that desire has been placed in your universal warehouse. So there's no shortage of money. There's no shortage of anything like that. And this is the number one, the first mindset hack. So you have to be constantly in the mindset of abundance, not scarcity of, of lack. So you cannot think that there's a short, shortage of money. So that's basically, I've really emphasized the point. Number one is you cannot think there's a shortage of money. The opposite, you have to think the opposite. You have to think money is all around you. There's abundance all around you and you are swimming in abundance. There's opportunity, opportunity, opportunity around you which can allow you to make money. And even if that doesn't happen, the money that's supposed to come to you that you want, that you're manifesting, can come from a, a variety of ways that you're not even aware of and the universe can provide for you. And it can only happen when you begin to truly believe internally that there is no shortage of money and there's plenty of money to go around okay this is the distinction that you somebody who has a great money mindset a wealthy mindset would have compared to someone who's got a poor money mindset so let me give you this distinction this is quite important at this point so we, we dive we go on a bit of a diger, um, uh, divergent but this is important i digress unfortunately but this is important i think if someone is making a lot of money but it has a scarcity mindset they will think there's limited amount of money and they better take all that they can and they will take it away from other people and they will remain in that scarcity mindset. Problem will be in the short term, they may be able to you know, fill up the bank account with a little money, but I can promise you, now I can guarantee this to you, that within a short space of time, you know, a few months or a few years, that money in the bank account will dwindle, will go down and the person will spiral downwards. Why? Because they're thinking, I need to take this money from this person in order because there isn't enough money and I need to keep hold of it. And that's so, for all intents purposes, the person who's thinking like that may look to outside people that this person's, you know, very wealthy and he must have, he or she must have a, a really wealthy mindset. Okay. That's, you know, compare that to somebody who may on the outskirts seem like, they don't have much money at the moment, but they have a wealthy mindset. They believe, you know, they've, they've tried one, one business and it hasn't worked out. They've taken lessons and gone elsewhere. Um, they've tried another business and it still hasn't worked out. And they've taken the lessons and gone elsewhere. And so from the outside, the person doesn't seem to have too much money, right? But they truly believe that the, the world is abundant and the universe is abundant and that all money is for them. And then eventually they keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And eventually they have a breakthrough and they become multimillionaires or even billionaires, right? So here's this two distinctions. So somebody could have money and have poor money mindset and believe in scarcity and end up losing all the money. And somebody who starts off with nothing believes that there's abundance all around them and the money is theirs to be taken at some point in time. And then they try one business and they try another business and they try another business and eventually have a breakthrough and they do become abundant. And this, the starting point is they believe that there's no shortage of money and they have a wealthy mindset. Okay, that's number one. Mind hack number two. So the number two, the, the, the second most important mind hack that people, wealthy people have is that they treat money as a game. They don't treat it as something that's hard to make. They don't think of it as something that they have to work out. They see it as a game. They see that it's something that you need to, you know, really understand. There are rules and you have to play by those rules. And this is so important. So in my book, Laws of Money, I talk about that there's two sets of laws that regulate money, man-made laws and uh, spiritual laws. And you have to understand they both play a part. And the sooner you understand both sets of laws and use both of them and marry them together, the faster you'll make money. Now, the only way you can do that is by treating it like a game. So you need to understand the rules of, of you know, for example, if you're going to have a business, what you know, how can you invest and how can you grow that wealth? How do you 
how do you minimize taxes? How do you safeguard it? How do you protect your wealth once it's created? Those are the man-made laws. And so you have to understand the game side of it there, but that way. And on the other hand, you have to understand the spiritual laws of money. So nothing starts off apart from within your mind. It has to be your thinking around it. Your, your, your feelings, your vibration around money has to be in alignment with what you want. You can't be feeling, or, you know, if you can't have feelings of lack and scarcity and be trying and striving to make millions because you're never going to align, be in alignment. And therefore you're always going to be striving, never arriving. And therefore... You need to really work on making sure that you understand both sets of rules. This is a game. Now, you're you're playing this game whether you like it or not. And the sooner you understand the rules, the sooner you can start winning at the game because otherwise you'll be playing the game without knowing the rules. And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And I see that quite often that sometimes people understand the rules, spiritual rules. And they fail to understand the main men laws or get the help from it, like from a financial advisor or accountant or a tax advisor, etc. So they, they lose out that way. Or they know the man-made laws, but they fail to understand the spiritual laws of money. And again, they really, really struggle and they really strive and they don't understand why they're not getting ahead because they haven't figured out the spiritual laws. So in order for you to understand this truly a game of money is to understand both spiritual and man-made laws and understand how you can apply them together, marry them and apply them together in your own life. And that can happen very easily when you start treating it as a game rather than something that you have to learn and, and sort of work around and it becomes fun you know when you start thinking money is fun then it becomes numbers you know making ten thousand making hundred thousand making a million making ten million making a hundred million these are numbers and when you're playing a game it doesn't really matter how far up you go but if you really want to if you want to scare yourself and you're currently making a thousand pounds or currently making maybe five thousand pounds to think that you make a million a month is going to be too much for you to stretch. But when you start treating it like a game, then you think, okay, well, these are the spiritual laws of money. And I know I can align myself and I can think and now I can vibe, I can think in a certain way, I can feel in a certain way, therefore I can change my vibration in a certain way. And at the same time, I can actually, um, I know how to make the money because I've got this business and I can use these tax um, provisions and I can use this investment advice, etc. Do you see what I'm getting at? Understand both sides of the law. And when you do understand both sides of the spiritual and man-made laws for money, you understand the rules totally, the totality of the rules, and you know how to play the game and win at the game of money. Okay, that's hack number two. Hack number three is um, something that I I think hinted out to you recently. If you think of making $5,000, you'll make $5,000. If you think of making $100,000, you'll find ways to make $100,000. When you think of making a million, or 10 million, you start finding ways to make 10 million and, and, and 100 million, etc. The difference is if you have, you will never exceed your expectations. You will never go above what you are aiming for. Therefore, have high expectations of yourself and what's possible for you. A lot of the people are afraid of setting exp- high expectations because they think they won't meet them. They'll think they'll fail to meet them. That's a false notion. You know, you're, oh, you're setting yourself up to fail. No. You know, I'll give you a recent example. In my one of my businesses, I set a target for my sales team and my production team. And I said, okay, these are the targets. We want to have these targets. And they seemed, considering our performance for the past three consecutive months, really seemed difficult to attain. But I wasn't really focused on that. My thoughts was the abundance is mine. The universe is mine. 
And we should be able to get these targets and we should be able to set the targets. Now, because I'm the leader, I'm able to guide my team being a true leader. I was able to instill that confidence in them. And they are amazing. Don't get me wrong. I have the most amazing team. Of, 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 I'm so proud of my entire team. Every single member is just absolutely amazing and doing, is doing a fantastic job. But because I had that faith in that team and I knew we would get, we'd be able to do it, we smashed through the, the, the past two weeks and we have, alhamdulillah, inshallah, we'll continue. Um, but the point is I've set really high expectations for myself and my team and also for the, this business. But overall as well, I've set really high expectations for what I want to achieve. Because in order for me to get anywhere, for me to get to the next level, I have to set the expectations really high. So what you'll find is wealthy people really set themselves really high expectations and then they work really, really hard to achieve those. And this failure is not an option. If I so my expectations for myself are really high and I may not get there from path A, but I won't give up. I only fail when I stop trying. So I'll do path A, didn't succeed, learn the lessons, go on path B, didn't succeed and learn the lessons, go on part C. So nothing is a failure. Everything's a lesson and everything's moving me one step closer to my goal. And every day I'm getting closer and closer to my dream, to where I want to go. And that's the focus. You always take the positive from every situation. You never think, oh my God, I haven't achieved yet. or I haven't done this or I failed this time or this has been a failure. There is no such thing as a failure. Everything is a lesson and everything is a step closer in the direction of your goals. See it like that, okay? So that's hack number three. The, th the fourth one, I think, lives off from that one too. The fourth one is about fear. We have fears both of success and failure. So let me deal with one the, the failure one first. A lot of times we don't want to set high expectations for ourselves because we're afraid of failure. We're afraid of not achieving and falling a flat on the face and, you know, what, you know, what if I don't get there? What if I don't do this? What if I don't succeed? What if this happens? What if, what if, what if? And my thoughts are, what if, what if you succeed? Hey, what if you, what if you are successful? And yet I know people have issues with being successful too. I'll, I'll talk about them in a second. But for the time being, what if you are successful, right? I'm not telling you not to be afraid. Fear is a natural emotion and to suppress it, it would be absolutely wrong. But letting it rule your head and stopping you in your tracks is not something that you can allow yourself to do. And wealthy people do. That's the difference between someone who's wealthy and somebody who wants to be wealthy. Wealthy person at some point in their life were afraid. They were. They did have fear of failure. They did have fear of uh, embarrassment and all the normal fears that come up when you start doing something different. Something you know, you go into the world of uncertainty. But they didn't let that hold them back. They didn't let them that stop them from actually going, taking action and striving forward. And they have, I promise you, every single successful person that you see has truly, truly experienced failure of the ultimate level, ultimate level, myself included. You feel foolish, you feel stupid, you feel dumb, and you feel like in hindsight, everything seems like, a, was that really that stupid not to see it? You know, because hindsight's a great thing, right? But they don't let fear hold them back. That's the beauty and that's the that's the difference between someone who is successful and somebody who just wants to dreams of being successful. And especially when it comes to wealth. OK, so they don't let fear hold them back. And the way to do it, they block it up. They don't think about it. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop.
I'm one of those people. So I don't let myself, I don't indulge on what if this doesn't work out, what if that doesn't work out. I throw those thoughts out like a sin. It's not in my radar. It's not even happening. If this this work out the way I want it, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it and I'll find another way. I keep telling myself and my team, we are going to find a way above it, around it, through it, but we're going to get to where we need to get to go. Simple as that. There's no option. We're not going back. We're going forward and we're going to find a way through whatever obstacle we find. We're going to make a way. I'll give you another example. So we recently had a part, a tool, a part that was missing that, went, that broke down in our, one of our machines. And it was a vital part because of, of what we do. We had ordered a part. We only had two spares left and we had ordered a part back in, I think, December or late November. Because, but because of Christmas and delays that day and no fault of our own, we got delayed in, in receiving this particular part, which meant we weren't able to produce these particular things for our clients. Now, we sat down and I was told, well, we can't do it because this part's not here. And I said, well, we can't not do it. We can't not have this. There has to be a way through it. Right. I didn't let myself think once we're not going to meet this uh, target. We're not going to be able to do this work. I said, OK, I said to them, I said, you know, you guys are amazing. You guys are intelligent. Give me solutions. Find a solution for me. Find a solution for me. And one of the one of my team members who's amazing, he stepped up and said, OK, we can ask them. We can borrow it and we can ask our maintenance person if you can do this. Within space of five, ten minutes, three, four different scenarios came to light and we were able to say, okay, what if you said this way? What if you said that way? And okay, we can bend it, but not to the, our expectations if we bend it. So it's got slightly, it's not up to the quality that we expect. Let's do this. And then we speak to a client to say, is that, is that acceptable for now? And we can make amends with them later. The point being, within space of five to ten minutes, we came up with various solutions to that problem, right? And I didn't let myself think once, my God, what if this doesn't happen? I blocked it out. Fear was not in that room with me and my team. It doesn't enter my team. Do I not get afraid every now and again? Yes, it comes to you know attack me every now and again, but I throw it away. I block it out like a sin. Like me even thinking about things going wrong is a sin. Am I, am I too optimistic? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Why not, right? You need to block out your fears especially if they're stopping your tracks, if they, especially if they cause you to procrastinate, especially if they cause you to stop taking action in the right direction. So you need to work on your mind. So you need to help work on your willpower to block them out, even if it's temporarily, in order for you to be able to take the next step, take the next, go to the next level. And every time you level up, you are going to have fears. Oh, can I do this? And the imposter syndrome also come in, but, you know, am I capable of doing this? I don't let myself think about it. I don't. And I keep telling myself, I if I don't know something, I'll learn. If I don't know something, I'll work it out. If I need to figure out something, I'll figure it out. If I need to ask someone, I'll find out. If I don't know who to ask, I'll find out who to ask. Right? I don't allow myself to indulge in fear. I block it out. And this is what many wealthy people do. They block their fears. They allow themselves to acknowledge that they have fears and then they block them out and they never look at them again. Though the only way you can you can allow your fears to grow is to give it food, is to, and that food is your energy. If you don't focus on your fears and focus on solutions and focus on ways to move forward, I promise you, you'll find ways to move forward. Okay? That's a, that's hack number four. The, the fifth one is something that I teach quite extensively in my um, in my workshop. And if you haven't got my workshop, then you need to go and, you know, get it. Um, and we'll provide the link for that workshop as soon as well. You can go and look in the, in the, in the show notes and you have the link there, but you need to become friends with money, 
And the best way to become friends with money is to personify it. So I came up with this idea back in 2017 when I was working on my own money blocks. And I thought, well, I want to become friends with money. And I'm not, even though I'm a money person and I love cars and I love private jets, et cetera, I'm, I have a hard time, you know, really being uh, emotional about money, money itself. For me, money is difficult to have love for. So, you know, I'm not into, I'm not really materialistic. Yes, I like a Bentley, but it's not going to make or break my day. I would love to have a private jet, but it's not going to, you know, make or break my life. There's nothing that money could buy that would actually really, truly change me as a person, to be perfectly honest, because personally, I don't need much. I mean, I'm not materialistic. I'm not really fussed about diamonds or anything for that matter. So I was trying to work out how can I really emotionalize in my relationship with money how can I build this relationship with money and that's where you know I, I was learning about money um your you know your client avatars from I think it was Russell Bronson and I thought well if you can have client avatars why can't you have a money avatar so money avatar was born then where you basically have personified money and you get an image of your best friend I talk about this and you haven't done this can go this is talked about in both my books and other podcasts I've done podcasts in the, in the past where I I teach you the exact process of how to make you know money your best friend but the point is you make money you personify you you get this image of your best friend your ideal best friend and you give him or her a name and then this is your money avatar and this is your best friend so you talk personify money and make it a human in in your imagination a human version and therefore you're able to build a relationship with with um, him or her now my money avatar is michelle and it's it's been michelle for the longest time ever she is this vivacious curvy um you know she's got a, a greek goddess and she has got golden ringlets and she's got she wears a toga half the time and sometimes she's modern dressed she's just this amazing amazing individual with my mind and my imagination and she's my best friend she has my back and she doesn't live with me 24 7 but she, when she she's always there when i need her she's always got my back and i know that she is my best friend and she'll always there be there whenever i even before i need i know i need her she's always there supporting me and, and giving me all the everything that i could possibly need and so personifying money helps you to build that close relationship with, with the money. And by creating this money avatar that I did back in 2017, I was able to give money the dignity and respect it deserves, which otherwise it was difficult for me to give to her. So in my mind now, Michelle is this amazing person and, you know, my money avatar and she's supportive and she's good and she's kind and she's compassionate and she's funny and she's, you know, she's, you know, jolly and she's always there to look after me and she has my back. She's, she loves me like my best, she's my best friend. And therefore it's easier for me to give her the same dignity that I would my best friend, right? So this is my recommendation to you, personify money and build a relationship with her. Because if you're looking at building a relationship with paper money or even crypto or other forms of money, you're going to have difficulty doing that unless you are very, very materialistic and you like counting money. It's difficult to build that relationship. And because I'm so unmaterialistic, I don't really care about gold or silver or anything like that because I'm fully aware of the fact that when I die, I'll go with empty hands. I'm going to take nothing with me into the other other life. You know, inshallah, when I, when I go to the next life, I'll have I'll have my spiritual life there, but I'm not going to take any materialistic things from here. So I because of that thinking, I, it was very difficult for me to connect with money on a materialistic level. But when I personified her, 
it was easier to build a relationship. So does that make sense? To personify money and build a relationship of, of love, respect, and dignity with her or him, you know, depending on what your money avatar is. Okay, so that's number five. Number number six is, now this is something that I have been doing unintentionally my entire life, okay? Which is rich people tell themselves that getting rich is natural. I remember reading a book by, by, by Bob Proctor called You Were Born Rich, and I thought that title was so, so appropriate. You were born rich, you are. Getty, you may not have money in your bank account right now, but if you have desire for money, it means money is in your thoughts and money is in your destiny. Money is meant to come to you. You cannot have a desire without you having the ability to fulfill that desire. God is not like that, right? And I love that book, the title of the book, You Were Born Rich, because you are born rich. You're born with all the resources you could possibly ever need. You're born with more talent that you will ever use in the entire lifetime. And you have more power within you, in your spirit, in your mind, in your person, that Anything in the anything and everything in the cosmos can can be turned and work towards you, can can work in your favor. So with all of that in mind, you have so much power. Getting rich is your right. Getting rich is possible for every single person who wants to be rich. I'm not saying every person will be rich because not everybody has a desire to be rich. That that has to be true as well. Just because I want to be rich doesn't mean you have to. It's, it's a complete different you know, scenario. And also, by the way, let me just add another, let me digress for a second. Rich means different things to different people. Okay, so that's a personal subjective um, interpretation of what rich means. But the point is, whatever your interpretation of rich is, it's natural for anybody to become rich. It's not against your nature. Getting rich is natural. And because if you were born rich, and I really do believe that Bob Proctor hit the nail on the head with that title, if every single person who's born was born rich, and then their education, their upbringing, and their personal environment gave them that poor mindset that made them poor and all they have to do is reprogram themselves against that programming that we've given to them as a child so if you grew up in a poor environment and therefore you now believe yourself to be poor you have to reprogram yourself to think no I'm, I'm rich I was born rich I just believed the lies that was fed to me as I grew older that I'm poor I'm actually not poor I'm actually rich I just don't have the money in my bank at the moment but the fact that I want to think about money that means money is mine and I should be able to make that money through, you know, through through various ways. You may not know how you're going to be rich because the universe will provide the ways for you on the way to becoming rich. You don't have to know A to Z now, but as long as you have the desire, that desire is natural and you will be provided a pathway, the most logical pathway for you, by the way, that logical pathway may be different from A to Z. It depends on who you are, the location, your country, the person, your talents and your unique abilities as well. So everyone's, pathway to becoming rich will be different it will be unique to you that person's individual's unique talents and abilities but everyone will have a pathway and therefore it's natural for every single person to become rich and people who are rich believe that truly believe that that is you know that getting rich is natural becoming rich is normal and if they have desire for it then there's a path that's designed exactly for them to become rich and the universe will show them that path they may not know the whole path but they see the next few steps i've done that many times in my life where i all i see are the next few steps i take the next few steps and guess what the next few steps open up and then more and then more and more right and then then you take a quantum leap forward as well because universe goes oh well you've done so well okay let me take you you know you're making 100k let me start making a million a month that happens as well right so Getting rich is no, is very natural. And that's another thing that people who are rich, 
tell themselves constantly. It's a mindset hack, but it works like a charm. So that's number six. Now, number seven, and it, this number six leads on to number seven. If you think it's natural to become rich, the final hurdle is going to be whether you believe you deserve to be rich, right? So the seventh hack is, seventh hack is people who are rich tell themselves they deserve to be rich. In my line of work, I see many people who want to be rich, but who don't believe they deserve to be rich. And I have a saying, your self-worth determines your net worth. A lot of people allow their net worth to determine the self-worth, but actually in reality, it's your self-worth that will determine your net worth. So you need to believe that you you personally deserve to be rich. Because if you don't believe you deserve to be rich, you will cause procrastination or some sort of self-sabotage. Even if you make money, you will lose money. A lot of the people that I work with, even though I have very a lot of successful businesses, I don't really give business advice at the moment. But most of the time when I work with people, I work on them understanding that they truly, truly deserve to be rich. And the way I do that is by eliminating the energy that holds them back, that it comes from, it could come from the upbringing, it could be from the earliest money paradigm, it could be from the inner child, it could be from a trauma, it could be from a partner, it could be from an array of things. It could be a past and generational issue they've had. But the issue is not them, the issue is caused is says that they don't deserve to be, they don't deserve to be rich, either because of the color, the race, the background, the education, a, a, a whole heap of things, right? So I help them to break free from these old stories. And the true essence of every single person who's been successful with me is through whatever area we worked on, essentially they begin to believe they deserve to be rich. And when they know that they it's natural for them to be rich and they deserve to be rich, guess what? Opportunities line up, which allows them to become rich in the physical world, in the true sense of the world, with money actually being in the bank account. And that's how I mean. I'm a very practical girl. You can think spiritually all the time, but you need to have practical ways for money to come into your bank account. But you don't have to start with that. You don't start with action. You start with your mind. You start with your thinking. You start with your vibration. When you think in a certain way, you elate some certain feelings. Those feelings determine your vibration. And that vibration determines what you attract to you in your life. And you have to start with believing, yes, being rich is natural, but most importantly, you deserve to be rich. So I hope you enjoy the salmon mindset hacks of rich people. I will be, I will join you next time with another topic, finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.